What's up, Banana Bunch? Mark here with another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. Before we dive in and get used to this, because it's going to happen on every episode, I would be tickled if you'd be so kind as to give this show a nice review and or a rating on Apple Podcasts. See, ratings and reviews contribute to the livelihood of a show that you love success. This keeps us topping the charts, and it keeps me here in the studio making great content for all of you out there. Now, to those of you who have already done that, thank you so much. I truly appreciate all of you. And check it out. As of this recording, I have 31 ratings and reviews, which is awesome. But I have a goal, and I want to hit 100 of those by Christmas. I believe I can count on all of you to help me out. Okay, that's out of the way. So how are we doing, Banana Bunch? You know what? It's October, so I think I'm going to have to actually seasonally refer to you all as my pumpkin pals for the next few weeks. I'm pretty basic when it comes to fall activities, so you can guess I'm all about that pumpkin life for the next few weeks. I'm actually personally questing for the world's largest pumpkin, so if you know where it is, you email me at podcast at junglegyms.com. And if you've been listening to the show the whole time it's been out, you know this, but this is for the new people out there. You can reach out to me there anytime to talk about the show, or maybe just to tell me about what you did over the weekend. I'm not just a show host, I'm a man of the people. Now, if you want to drop some juicy suggestions or requests or even have some questions, visit junglegyms.com WJJI and check out the form our creative team has made for us to use there. Speaking of, I want to give a huge shout out to our creative team, Zach, Devin, Lucky, Mike, Matt, Brian. Working directly with all of you has been a ton of fun, and your work is incredible. In my opinion, so go ahead and furrow your brow, listeners, creative work often gets overlooked as one of those things that's just there and maybe taken a little for granted, rather, by the uh, general public. But think about this, like every sign that you see, I mean, just here alone, right? Think of every sign in this building. Think of all of our great weekly ads, any other outbound marketing. Think of the visuals inside the WJJI studio. All of that work was done at least in part by these people. That's super cool. Realistically, what you're listening to right now is me begging all of you out there in the audience to love and support the artists and other creatives in your lives. We really need the push sometimes. All right, pumpkin pals. Here's what's on the menu this week at the jungle. Our main course, as promised, I brought back Christy from the bakery. So glad that you all loved her too. I appreciate all the kind words you've sent my way about her, and I need to share that feedback with her as well. But she also brought in her friend Raquel, who's in from Brazil. Now, Raquel is a former radio host, has a background in political science, and I found our conversation to be incredibly captivating. And I've spent my time since doing this interview thinking about feijoada, a delicious black bean stew from Brazil. But you know what? I'm going to just let her tell you all about it. But before she comes in, I had another customer burst in with that great energy for a new segment of what brings you in? Now, I should mention, if you're listening to this right now, thinking to yourself, maybe I should just burst in there too. Don't quite do that, okay? I much prefer either an email heads up or at the very least, a knock on the door. Because while I do have a very fun job and you can totally see me and I'm very friendly and would love to talk with everyone, I actually am usually doing some editing, writing, or recording something 
and you can probably sympathize with the terror in my eyes as I turned around to find a man in the booth obscured by my noise-canceling headphones. Like I said, it's, it's Halloween-ish season, right? It's spooky time for all of us. So I'm sitting here editing some of this week's episode. When I get that feeling, and you know that feeling, someone is watching me. So I turn around and I see a gentleman in the studio with me, but it kind of looks like he's presenting, like he's a carnival barker or the leader of a circus ring, you know, just very grand in his presentation. So I shut my headphones off and this friendly man here is honestly kind of doing what I'm doing to all of you here, but shouting his love for Jungle Gyms, which of course I loved. So I said to him, hey, sit down at this microphone. I want you to be my next segment of what brings you in. So, let me introduce one of our customers, Elijah. Welcome to the WJJI studio, Elijah. Thank you so much for coming in. This is our, this is, you're my second what brings you in contestant, as it were. I guess there's no contest, but I just like to meet the customers. So, what brings you into the store today? CMOS. CMOS. I came in to get some CMOS. I heard that it's good for your calcium. I had a friend that was 84 years old. He jumped off a table this tall, Mark, and fell right on his knees. I said, this man has lost his mind. I said, what make you jump on your knees like that? He said he was on a ladder fixing his roof, and he accidentally fell off the ladder and hit his knees on the ground. His knees wasn't even hurting. Really? He said it's because he's been eating CMOS, and he got it right here from Jungle Gyms. Well, it came to the right place, I guess. I feel like this is the only place I've ever seen CMOS available yeah, for CMOS. purchase. That's so, wild. So yeah. We take the CMOS and we make a gel, put it in with a little fruits and vegetables. The kids love it. They're excited to have it, too. I love that. I love your energy. Well, thank you. And the CMOS is a higher pH. It's a 7. It got a high pH of 7 and above. It's all natural. It okay. comes from the ocean. It got iodine and other wonderful minerals that the body loves and needs. I love that. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to try too because if I uh, if I even tried to get on the table, I think I'd be in pain. And I'm half that gentleman's age. <laughs> but you can get on the table if you was to close your eyes and do this thing we call meditation. Mm, talk to me about that. Yeah, if you close your eyes and see yourself very healthy, very happy, very successful, you will become that because a subconscious mind believe whatever excitement you get excited about with your eyes closed. I love that too. So almost like the I, the concept of manifestation a little bit. Yes, yes, mm. yes. So you've been doing that, man. I'm proud of you. I'm gonna get your book too. I know your book is on Amazon right now, right? <laughs> it will be shortly. Yeah. It's weird that you mentioned that because I actually got hired this summer to uh, do the uh, audio book for a cookbook. So kind of in league. You so hopefully, this, man, it's well, gonna be the number one seller right now. And I thank see you, that, man. I see it. I'm proud of you. I really appreciate that, Elijah. Well, what do you, so what do you do besides hype me up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I help people uh, understand who they are. I mean, you are both human and divine. Like right now, you got a perfect perfection working on the inside. Your heart is beating in perfect perfection. I even heard you say, "Thank you, heart, for beating so good to me." When you got up this morning. <laughs> Thank you, lungs. Thank you, liver. You've been so good to me. You know, it's funny. I do do, I, I haven't gotten quite there, but I will add that to my regimen because I am one of those people that does the morning talk to himself in the mirror. Yeah. And it's changed my life ever since I started doing that. As silly as that might sound to somebody listening, they're the silly one. 
you have to have that confidence and that power within you yes. and to know that you can do it so that you actually can go out and do it. Yeah. So now I'm going to get on this table. There you go. I'm <laughs> proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. You're doing great things. You are an amazing individual. You are perfect imperfection. And your book is going to sell to millions of people around the world. And it's going to help people because people really need that mindset that you've been working on 20 years you've been in this business man just about i'd say at least 15 professionally man you got another 100 years to be doing this great thing man i will literally die in front of a microphone or a camera i am pretty sure <laughs> i'm gonna wake you up and do a TikTok. yeah i'm ready exactly <laughs> like from the grave like still here <laughs> right, right. so every day we help people to uh to stay in gratitude to be excited about being excited before you actually receive that thing that you want to be excited about, which is outside of you. So the thing inside of you is working in perfect perfection. You're giving gratitude to that. Heart, I love you. You've been good to me. Yeah. Lungs, you've been good to me. Liver, pancreas, the lethargical system, my thyroids, my frontal lobe, my neocortex, the 40% of my thinking brain. They say we only use 5% of our thinking. But you've been using more than 5% because you got this beautiful studio right here in Jungle Gyms. Monkeys flying around and stuff. <laughs> Animals, birds. <laughs> birds landing on my wrist right here. A big hawk just landing on my wrist. I outside. was going to say, you came in on Falcon Friday. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're doing a great job. Oh, well, thank you so you. very my much. My name is Elisha Carter, and I enjoy life. I enjoy the newness of life, and I enjoy the excitement of life that we don't even see things happening, but we get excited about it, which draws more great things to come. You know, I love that good, positive energy. It might seem a little silly or trite to those of you out there, but I can tell you on a personal level that my life got way better once I started talking to myself in a positive way and believing in what I could do. Seriously, it improved my acting career. It improved my film and production career. And literally, like right now, look, I am in a studio built to my specifications talking to all of you beautiful people. So I'd say it worked out pretty good so far. You know what? Like I always say, try anything twice and, and then like retool it if it see if it works for you. You know, I threatened this towards the beginning of the episode, but I do want to create this rapport between all of us. And so in the effort for me to seem like a regular person and not some stuffy drone, I figured I'd just talk to you about some stuff I've been up to lately. That might be fun, right? And if not, you can send me an email and say, Mark, I hate that. I don't care about your life at all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. Ah, see, I'm already back on my old ways. Got to go positive. My weekend was thrilling. But seriously, you know... Gearing up for the show has been so much fun, and it's been a lot of energy and excitement around, but I took the time this weekend to take a little uh, relaxation going in. I got to dive into a new video game I've been waiting on called Metroid Dread, which has been a ton of fun. It's really challenging, but a wonderful addition to this long-running franchise for Nintendo. However, the real star of the show this weekend was Meat. Yeah, Meat. If you've been to Jungle Gyms before, you know it. I know it. We have an incredible meat selection here. And not just your usual meat counter, right? We've got proteins of all sorts all over the world. All kinds of animals, all kinds of not animals as well, because protein doesn't only come in animal form. But all of this, including some of that fancy, much-talked-about Wagyu beef. I guess I gotta whisper that too, right? Wagyu. Now, I think this is something I'm gonna be saying weekly for a little while, and but I'm still pretty new here, right? How long can I say that? Probably through my first 10 episodes. 
My point is, while I do most of my shopping here now, which is incredibly exciting to me, I actually do still have some external contacts that'll occasionally reach out to me. You know what I'm trying to say. I got a meat guy too. So dude hits me up this week and he goes, Mark, you're not going to believe what I have here. And I said, if it's meat related, I bet I will believe what you have here. (laughs) However, he was kind of right. So he gets me a little piece of some A5 beef and a5 is a, is like the top grade. That's one of the beef grading systems, okay? But he gives me a little piece of this A5 beef called Hidagyu. Now, feel free to correct my pronunciation if I'm wrong, but I feel really confident in his pronunciation of it that I'm mimicking, as you'll understand shortly. See, what made this cut so incredible outside of the very visible, insane marbling that you've likely seen on other Wagyu or Kobe cuts this particular one is so rare that he literally had to go to Japan and bid on the meat that he brought back in an auction. It's apparently pretty, and pardon the expression, cutthroat. Uh, he told me that most times he doesn't even end up winning any of the auctions, but I'd never heard of anything like this. And you know what? I had to share it with someone, and I thought sharing it with all of you out there in the Banana Bunch slash Pumpkin Pals game would really appreciate that. Now, if we're talking about things that we'd all like to eat, I did tease you all earlier with feijoada. And you know what? Actually, hold up. I'm going to spell it for you first so you can Google pictures while you listen around. That's F-E-I-J-O-A-D-A. Feijoada. You know what? Maybe don't look at the Google results first until Raquel talks about it, but now at least that you're ready. Anyway, this is a really cool conversation, and it ends up being one of my favorite things about Jungle Gems, right? I think we've been secretly courting Raquel to help us expand our Brazil section, which I guess is not a secret now that I'm saying that, but that's also how we got in touch with each other. Now, I can sit here every day and just regurgitate information from other people about their cultures or their food, but I realize that is just not anywhere near as cool and interesting as hearing about it from someone who's lived there and been a part of the culture. Now, as you know, I don't restrict any of my guests from expressing themselves genuinely. So, that said, she talks about food, culture, coffee, and even how they've handled both COVID-19 and the related vaccine. I found it incredibly fascinating. I anticipated this interview being maybe 15 minutes of chatting, but it very quickly more than doubled in length. I hope that you love this interview as much as I love doing this interview. So let me welcome back to the studio, Christy from the bakery. And for the first time, let me welcome Raquel. All right. So with me right now, I've got Christy again. You may remember her from our previous interview talking about the bakery. Thanks for coming back, Christy. I appreciate that. But you brought in a friend and we met about a week or so ago. Raquel, thank you so much. Raquel, you've moved here from Brazil. That is amazing. Yeah, it's quite amazing history. Yeah. What what's your experience been like living here in the States compared to back home? Well, now I'm adapting still. Uh, it's been almost five months. I'm I'm here and Christy has been my guardian angel here. She's Aww. showing me around and I can say I can tell that I know more of Cincinnati that some friends I have been living here for 20 years. Sure. Because she knows everything. <laughs> And if there is a place that is a good food, 
we probably went there to <laughs> or are going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you found any uh, thing you've really enjoyed so far in your time here? Well, I've met the Skyline Chili. It was the must do. She told me it's a Cincinnati thing. What'd you think about it? It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she likes conies better than the spaghetti bit. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was, I, 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 not that it's as much of a culture shock, but moving here, you know, what I envisioned chili as was not what I was served, but I have, I've adopted it as something I really love as a now I've lived here long enough to feel like, Oh yeah, this, this is mine. I'm glad you tried that. What else have you gotten to Yeah, enjoy? I tried it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with steaks. American mm, steaks is yes, please. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds the good. Grilling I, here. It's an art. Oh, I love that. I'd love to hear that too. I think all of America right now just applauded that. <laughs> They're like, yeah, she's right. We're marketing our skills very effectively. It's because I love food and Brazilian food. So that's the thing I can point and say, well, every Brazilian here love is the steak. Mm, that sounds really good to me. Yeah. Well, so talk to me about Brazilian food. What are some of your favorite authentic Brazilian dishes? I love feijoada. And feijoada, can, it's awesome. Yeah. So explain feijoada to me to the, for the audience. Well, it's a way we cook beans, black beans, with some pig parts. They you don't actually use here. We use ears, tails, knees, and of course sausage, bacon, and ribs. Ooh. Yeah, it's everything cooked all together. And the meat goes into that stew. A stew, yeah. And it's delicious. Oh. You're probably going to like it with white rice. Okay. And, and what well, is it served with? Yeah, it's served it with uh, white rice and oranges. Ooh, yeah. Because uh, it uh, balances the, it's a heavy dish. So, but you're probably going to like it. Americans, when I first present feijoada for them, they look at it and think it's a weird thing. <laughs> uh, well, it's not always normal for me to look down and see a piggy tail. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, at first said, I want it without the weird pig stuff. That's where all the flavor comes from. And I from. told her, okay, but let's try <laughs> it was a, an yes. adventure. Yes, but you also have to add the sand. Oh, yeah, the oh, sand. Yeah, what, the, like actual sand? No. No. Okay. no. It's the farofa. Farofa, it's a manioc flour. Okay. Uh, and it's very well cooked, and I used to make it with bacon. Mm. So it looks like sand, like beach sand sure but <laughs> they put it on everything <laughs> sounds good I'm, I'm i'm very interested now yeah but it's delicious actually and well i bet you to try i'll be over for well you you said earlier if i'm not mistaken this is something that you would not recommend serving at dinner time correct no because it's too heavy i love that uh, some people do like it at night but i don't uh, i give me gives me nightmares I can only imagine. Yeah, because it's it's too heavy. It's a complete banquet. I can't say a, a, a f too full a meal. Yeah, yeah. Too full a meal. That makes no. That makes perfect sense to me. Something that I find 
I'm thinking about now that you've said this is that I think the way the American diet kind of goes is we increase in size, I feel like, throughout the day, which is it seems like we tend to have a small breakfast, a medium lunch, and a large dinner, which probably speaks to why we all have nightmares all the time. <laughs> yeah, our largest meal is at lunch. Because lunchtime, and especially feijoada, it's uh, gathering together. Oh. Uh, it's not just a meal. It's something you drink a beer while you wait to be done and hear some music. We prefer samba. <laughs> it goes very well. Is <laughs> this during the work day? The work week? It, it used to be on a Saturday's day or Sunday's. Saturday is the feijoada day. What day? Saturday. Saturday's fish water day. Okay. That makes sense to me. It's like yeah. a good, you got a nice break. You've still got one day to recover from the beers and the samba <laughs> uh, and, and to recover from my dancing legs. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saturday in Brazil, the main parts of Brazil I've been into, uh, Saturday is the samba and feijoada and caipirinha. What, what is a drink? Okay, I was just going to ask you. Yeah, and it's it's a get-together. Uh, it, it's a very good... What was that drink? Because you served that to my husband <laughs> and son the other weekend. Yeah, caipirinha. Well, Brazil used to make caipirinha with lime, okay. sugar, ice, and cachaça. I don't do it with cachaça. I prefer vodka. Okay. I'm too girlish. Cachaça is too <laughs> strong for me, for my, for my taste. So I make it with lime, vodka, ice, and tons of sugar. It's good. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, we should have made those for today. I, didn't, <laughs> I wasn't thinking. Uh, what was the alcohol thing that you don't use? Cachaça. Do we sell that here? Yeah, you have cachaça here. Okay. I think. Yes, I, I have some cachaça at home, but I brought from Brazil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I think you have cachaça here at the Brazilian side. Well, Django Gyms is the first place I go for Brazilian products. Uh, I used to find almost everything I want here. And I know that they are expanding, so that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I guess maybe I should clue the audience in a little bit. That's kind of how we met, because I think they were trying to see if you'd be willing to help us expand our section and get more authentic products in here. Well, yeah. that's, that's one of the ways that Jungles goes about getting all these different products. It just, you know, we don't know what somebody from Brazil needs. Sure. So I brought Raquel to meet the international manager who was very well prepared and gave her sheets of papers. Oh, yeah. Uh, she have about 20 pages of products. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I could point uh, what is a must-have, what a you should-have, or you could-have. Like, there is some stuff that we miss a lot, like traditional, traditional food. It's like for you having hamburgers right. or pizza. It's an, it can be every week stuff. But yeah. for us, it's not the same. So we, we try to create our own dishes here with your uh, things. Ingredients. Ingredients. But it doesn't taste the same. Oh, interesting. So sausages are always sausages, but 
depending on the country, they taste completely different. So, because you want to use linguiça in the feijoada. <laughs> yeah, linguiça is a kind of sausage we use in Brazil, and it's completely different. Tasting, speaking, speaking of taste. So, well, we have to elaborate and be creative. I love it. Yeah, so with Raquel's help, we're looking to, because of the new section that opened at Jungles, we have um, a lot of room to play now back in international, and that's one of the reasons why we did this expansion. And so Raquel's going to help guide us to expand on the Brazilian area. I love that. I'm, yeah, because right now it's only like, two shelving units and maybe you gringos americans <laughs> you may like brazilian food also i bet yeah it's interesting what are some you other dishes that you're excited to make us aware of those little things the, the little croquette things a coxinha yeah oh, coxinha okay. <laughs> yeah are, it's made those? of chicken and there is um Maybe manioc or flour, crispy around it. It's delicious. You have to try. It's hard to explain how a flavor tastes. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. But, but you have to try coxinha because it's Brazil is as big as the United States, and you can eat different stuff all over. Like people from the south doesn't eat the same people from the north, oh, north okay. in Brazil. We don't. Same as here. Right. Yeah, same as here. So, but coxinha is a national thing. Mm. Everybody loves it. It sounds really good. She also was showing me, she um, was explaining how they actually use it. it. It is, she was showing me a birthday party and there was a big platter of it just sitting there as like an appetizer. But we recently were adventuring up in Columbus, mm -hmm. and I had the opportunity to eat at a Brazilian market there. Oh. And they just have it there for you to get. Wow. You know, and just eat it. So is it it's part of a meal, or is it a meal? Is It can be part of a meal if it's a small bite size. Uh, it's common in parties and birthdays. And if it's a bigger size, then it's a meal. We can have it with uh, soda or juice or coffee. Coffee. Oh, the coffee. Oh, yeah, that, that's, a whole, that's a whole separate episode. I no, feel it's like. a religious experience for these people. I love it. <laughs> yeah. How does our coffee here compare? It's different because... <laughs> The taste. You can, you can be honest. I, I'm, I am. Okay. I'm being honest. Uh, you you used to drink tons of, co of coffee, but it tastes different. Mm. The purpose of coffee is different. Oh. Uh, coffee for us is a small bite thing. Okay. And it tastes stronger, but it has less caffeine. Oh. And it's, uh, let's stop to talk. Let's take a coffee. Well, you said it. Yeah, I <laughs> she has a special way and I have now met some other Brazilians with them and they don't go and get a coffee. They go take coffee. Mm. And I love it. Yeah, I love that. And she wants me to correct her and I'm like, I'm never correcting that. Yeah, that's cool. That's a way better. She's way of not correcting that. because she thinks it's cute. But I want her to correct me. 
<laughs> I don't want to to commit cute mistakes. Well, I mean, you you've got some leeway to do a little of yeah. that, but yeah, we'll I do, talk in twenty years, right? I do, I like that expression though. That's fun. That's a, I think I personally think it's fun. I won't I won't give it the cute moniker. Then I say it sounds fun to me. Yeah. Well, that's uh direct translation for me so taking a coffee it's how we say let's take a coffee we don't grab a coffee we we savor we we stop sit around it and talk with it's well it's a again getting together uh we for us food it's an excuse to get together with people talking and savoring our moments and coffee it's a easy excuse to it. I love that. That's something that we don't really do as frequently in the United States. No, life here is faster. It happens faster. You are always busy and I respect that. Uh, But we create excuses to stop a little, uh, stay a while with each other's company and talking. We give ourselves time during the day to stop and savor things and company with food. Life, I mean, it's these experiences are incredibly important. You know, having these moments is something I think that the U.S. has lost out on is the the balancing act. Right? We are very now, you know, constantly busy and don't necessarily think about that as frequently. So I, I'm hoping that in having conversations with people like yourself, that not only I will take this, but hopefully the audience will also go, hey, you know what, maybe I should take a moment to slow down and savor this coffee and enjoy take the co- coffee. Yeah, excuse me, <laughs> yes, to take a coffee and enjoy that experience with someone else, that shared life experience and you know each other's company. Yeah, but you told me that your biggest meal is at night, mm-hmm. it's dinner night. So it's the time when you are at home and with your family. So we stop during the day to do it at lunch. I don't know, because of the nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you get for lunchtime? I, it, it, tell me, okay, you wake up. I know you're a late night person, so you get up <laughs> at around nine, which is like half my day. <laughs> but um, so when you get up, well, we used to get up at 6, 6.30, start working like 7, 8, and we stop. What do you have for breakfast? We used to have bread, bacon, eggs, fruits, juice, just the same as here. Okay. But, and coffee, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is with coffee. <laughs> uh, I am a very coffee person. Yes, I've noticed. <laughs> and we stop, we have, we used to have an hour or two hours, something in between. Hour, hour and a half or two hours to stop at lunch. And you would go home? Many people go. Many people go to restaurants, but it's, uh, it's you stop to have lunch. And... You don't have a sandwich. We sit on a table, over a table, and have rice, beans, meat, salad. It's a full meal, uh, lunchtime. It's not, you, you don't have a snack to go. You don't eat walking. You sit over a table, take your time. It's like at least one hour thing. 
So lunch for us is the main, the main meal. Meal, yeah. Okay. Then what happens after that? <laughs> oh, back to work. <laughs> well, in Santa Catarina, in the south of Brazil, they close everything. They have the siesta time after lunch time, and then they go back to work. But the most most of Brazilians doesn't have this closing everything time, so they go back to work after an hour, an hour and a half, okay. to stay there until seven, eight, seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. So we stay longer, but we stop in the middle of the day to have lunch, and then back home dinner. Dinner is a lighter. Used to be a lighter meal. Well, because it's night. Okay. Sure. Like, give me an idea of what you would go home and make. Then can be pasta, can be sandwiches, can be some treat. So when you say pasta, you mean this little plate of pasta. Unlike Americans who like a platter yeah. of pasta. Yeah, a little plate of pasta, yeah. Okay. It, it's not coming with rice and beans. Right. <laughs> It's our yeah. everyday uh, side. But then... Like potatoes for you. Right. Potato, potato. <laughs> <laughs> but you're spoiled, honey. She was telling me about how she'd get off work and leave her office and go down to the beach and buy a bathing suit and put her stuff in a locker and then go on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm from Fortaleza. Okay. Uh, it's a city by the sea, and Beautiful. it's tourist, touristic. It's awesome because you have all the tourism infrastructure. You can leave your work and go to the beach, and there you have massage, you have pools, you have... What do you mean massage? On the beach? Yeah. Where sand is? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it, it's not in the sand. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but you sand have rooms for it. And you have restaurants, you have shops, you have everything uh, there. You don't have to carry much. We just go and enjoy the... They have shows, they have concerts, they have everything. You should go Fortaleza that for tourism amazing. because if you like beach, like if you are a beach person, you're going to love it. It's perfect. Hey, she showed me pictures of this restaurant and it's all open air and there's palm trees and the ocean is right next to it. I mean, literally right next to it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, and you have everything. Like uh, literally you have beds to lay and receive drinks someone is bringing to you and it's you have it's a have to go that sounds incredible it sounds yeah. beautiful too i just oh so I, I i can say that i'm spoiled because i come from this place i i can't say everything in brazil is the same but that place that i come from it's like this and i love it wow it sounds incredible yeah and life there is slower than here and it's slower in Fortaleza. It's slower than other parts of Brazil, like Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo, it's a big city. It mm -hmm. compares to New York here. Okay. So it's it's an ever sleeping city. Uh, you can have twenty four hour gym, twenty four hour 
shops, 24-hour everything. Wow. Yeah, so it's different than the part where I come from. What about Brasilia, where you were? Yeah, I lived most part. I, I was born in Fortaleza, but I lived most part of my life in Brasilia. Okay. That's uh, Brazil's capital. And I used to be political scientist there. That's uh, one of the reasons I came here to talk with the international uh, part of uh, well, staff. Yeah. Because I've been traveling and talking to people. I've met some people and it gives me some, well, step ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, incredible. What was that? What was it like working in like political science in Brazil? It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. it's interesting. I'm Is this sure. a polite way of saying, mm, I don't know about this? It's a polite way to say, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to start. <laughs> well, you don't have because, to dive into it if you don't want to. But. No, it's hard to talk about politics right now. Things are confused due to COVID and everything. Sure. And down there, it's a hard time. You have extreme differences between yes, peoples. We have. Uh, it's not as fair payments and the way of living and the price of things it's not as fair as you have here so i can sorry to say it but you work you're kind of spoiled here because you have access to everything and you think used to think that it's for everyone but it's not so i can say that i was spoiled there in brazil i i used to live a life over the average, but I know that the differences there are big and it's growing bigger right now wow. because of politics are messy. And COVID came and made things worse. Of course. But it's that's politics. Right. <laughs> Everywhere a little bit. The one universal thing we're all Isn't that awful it. that yeah, COVID is a universal problem for us all. It's been... Yeah, it's a universal problem for us all, but it hits countries differently. Of course. Oh, and the way you deal here, it's good because you have access to vaccination, you have access to uh, internet, you have access to water, light, and everything that most of countries doesn't have. Right, things that we take for granted. Yeah, you, know? you take, you, that's the thing. You take for granted things that are not in other countries, in other realities. And Brazil is not the worst. Sure. Brazil is a very good example in many things. Like we have uh, worse examples to show. But it's, but how much of your population is vaccinated? You were telling me this. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. We don't have vaccine for everyone. They have to wait in line to get vaccinated. But as your age come to be good to vac to have the shot, mm -hmm. we, you can see people standing in line in the sun to take it because we are eager to have it. And here you have for everyone, and you have an average 60% now people vaccinated. And in Brazil, without having enough for the population, we're passing 60% now vaccination. Because once you get your place in line 
to get the shot, people are eager to have it. I bet. Yeah. We used to have a 90% coverage on vaccination uh, standards. Mm-hmm. And when you get the vaccine, they feel they are obligated to it. And that's a good thing in my point of view because vaccination, it's not a chosen thing in my point of view. It's a civic duty I, I, for er- 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 eradicating uh, diseases. Right. So. No, that, and that makes perfect sense to me, uh, you know. Yeah. very eloquently put too I think you know I love no I love hearing it as a civic duty you know and you I'm sure you've seen how things have gone on here in the states other than being political scientist I have a nursing degree Mm. yeah I I, I didn't work at in hospitals Mm -hmm. but uh, it made it made me aware to importance the, the importance of those things so that's one of the reasons I think vaccination is a duty because I have seen sickness and diseases and the only way these epidemics can be stopped is by vaccination. There is no other way. Yeah, makes sense to me. Well, will you share with us what it took for you to come to the United States? Oh, well, due to the situation in Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, we've been... We can't travel directly to the United States. We've been kind of banned because uh, pandemics there was, by the time I came, and it still is, in a bad shape. People who here were getting vaccinated and then there, they were not. Oh, okay. So I, I had to go to Chile. That is an allowed country to come here. Oh. And I, I had to quarantine there. It's, it has to take at least 15 days and nights to quarantine in another country, in an able country to come here. I stood there 18 days locked wow. in a room, uh, in a hotel room, uh, waiting for the quarantine pass. And I had to take a PCR COVID test coming from Brazil to Chile, and then uh, two tests coming from Chile to United States. Coming to United States, I had to pass through Peru, and I had to take another test to go to Peru, and another, I had to go Chile, Peru, and then here he was to come here. And every step, I had to take PCR tests and different, observe different standards on covering masks and face shield and everything. She also was um, explaining to me, because she has a friend who wants to go down to Brazil who just called her, and you were explaining something that really took me by surprise this morning about oh. the timing of your COVID test is very important. Mm. Oh, yeah. The COVID test, they say you have to have 70, 72 hours before getting into the airplane, but it's not true. You have to get 72 hours before getting into the country. Okay. When you got there and you have not 78, 72 hours, uh, they send you back. Whoa. They may give you the option of taking a fast test mm-hmm. 
but just if you're lucky. Right. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it would be worth, you know, gambling on that. Yeah. So uh, my husband went, tried to go to Brazil. He was 72 hours to the getting into the plane, but they said, no, you can't go. And he had to go back home uh, after being in the middle of the way oh because, yeah, he was in a different place. He couldn't go directly to Brazil because his test wasn't, it wouldn't be 72 hours before getting into the country. Wow. So you have to time. Okay, first you need a COVID test to get on the plane. The PCR test. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you keep saying PCR. What's that mean? It's a different test because there is a fast test, and that's a PCR that shows how kind of, what kind of COVID do you have. If you have beta, gamma, whatever, okay. kind of COVID. Okay. So then you've gotten one to get on the plane, but if your flight takes a while... That you may lose your yeah that window. one yeah that that test may not get you into where you were going no if you're delayed you're yeah and your yeah. test is yeah because you, you may not exactly like your Brazilian window yeah it's like door. small window yeah yeah Whoa. people say oh three days it's more than enough no it's not no no yeah that's cr- because yeah. That, uh, See, most of the laboratories morning, like, they what? took they take more than f- they, they take 48, 48 hours to 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 deliver the mm-hmm. test okay and you have to be in another country in between the 48 to 72 wow so just yeah that's insane. timing it's a, everything I yeah can't. yeah so i yeah, within you have one day to get there after that and so yeah. oh my gosh and i can't imagine how stressful just trying to plan that would be but there is something interesting that in chile on sundays mm-hmm. Every laboratory, people who make tests, was closed. And my flight was in the Monday morning. Oh. What, what did it happen? Countries closed for weekends. And you don't have your test in the time. So I had to make two of them. One to be sure I will get one to get into the plane. And another one to be sure I will get into the United States in that window. It was hard. I can't even imagine. And then she got to New York. And what happened there? Oh, there, they they were like, "You're Brazilian. What you're doing here?" Because we were right on the no zone. Yeah, yeah. They are starting to open for Brazil right now. Five months after, sure. uh, Because we are around sixty percent vaccination. Not here in U.S., but Europe, some some places, some countries are opening to us. Uh, it takes time. Yeah. As of today, the U.S. is banned now. We're unrestricted to Europe again. Oh. Yeah. 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 The Delta is getting people, uh, sure. even vaccinated people. Yeah. And, yeah. and thankfully, it seems like the vaccinated people are not getting it as bad as the unvaccinated, at least. Yeah. So yeah. a little good news on the vaccine, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about science. It works, you believe in or not. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But Print that quote. <laughs> I like that. You're not kidding. You either believe it or not. <laughs> and so when she's trying to get through, you know, customs and they're like, you're from Brazil, 
what are you doing here? Oh uh, yeah, that being being a foreigner here, it's interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it can be a warm receiving or not. So I have an accent; it's off, it's showing. Sure, but but. Uh, when I say hi, people, where are you from? I said one word, <laughs> and people ask me where I'm from. I can't, I can't tell where are you, you're. You have an accent by one word, but they do. It's interesting here. That is interesting. Yeah. What other interesting things have you found about American culture comparatively in your time or well, funny? Well, I'm a lucky person. I'm a very, very lucky person. So uh, I, I, I have <laughs> my interesting stuff. It's always good, thing, good things. I love like, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm being all around with Christy. She's showing me places and how you deal with things you make things special like for us this getting together is a special thing mm -hmm. for you you create excuses to have a backyard uh weekend or uh renaissance festival or you create excuses to make things special. Okay. So that's interesting. They were talking about the um, pumpkin spice day. <laughs> it's a flavor that yeah. they, were, they were talking about it. It's just a flavor, but it will become a special day. It's interesting. That is, I'll be honest, how that's you, interesting how to you me. Create, <laughs> yeah, how you create excuses to make things special. I like this. Oh, I, I think that's a I, that's exactly the kind of answer I was hoping to hear too. That's such an interesting take on us. I love yeah. it. Have you? Well, I have to ask this question now. Have you tried pumpkin spice yet? Yes, I did. What What do you think? Weird. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Weird. I think I think it's funny that it's gotten so popular. That I'm literally I've been gearing up. So for the audience, I've been pre-taping a lot of the interviews as I get the opportunity, so I can space it out. So I don't know when this is airing, but it could be in the middle of October, right? But uh, I do love that we've created. It's you're right. We do create these excuses, and it's almost like we don't have a day of a holiday anymore. We have September one happens, and then it's pumpkin season until. Halloween on October 31st. We have 60 days of pumpkins flavored things. I like some of them personally. I I do too. Yeah. The, but pumpkin spice for me, be the weird. It, it, I think people cover it up and, and no one's talking about this. So I'll be the person to do it. It's just really, it seems like a lot of cinnamon with maybe some pumpkin flavor. No, that's yeah, my take. Maybe usually. I think it's weird it, no. because I'm not a cinnamon person. Yeah. Okay. You guys are so <laughs> off base here. <laughs> Pumpkin spice, yes, it has cinnamon, but it has allspice, it has ginger, it has cloves. That's why I brought the expert on. Oh, uh, there you go, yeah. And, uh, you know, it... It, it, it also, it, I think, depends on where you're getting it from. Of course, too, and it like will always are, be, yeah. depend on somebody's. Also, you can get into specializing on the cinnamon. Same. There are different kinds of cinnamon. Well, Saigon cinnamon, I saw oh, that recently. Oh, yeah. Saigon yeah. is so much different. If you go to the store and here at Jungle Gems, you come to me and say, where should I get cinnamon? I'm going to ask you where from. <laughs> because it will taste different from India, Saigon. I love I mean, it. It's totally different. See, so. same for Brazilian thing. Yep. Right. 
Yeah. I think what the, what we'll ultimately find out is that that's the case all over the world, right? And you even made the comment oh, yes. about how even in the U.S. it's the same thing. Northern U.S. food culture is not the same as Southern U.S. food culture, right? Yeah. So it's – but what I'm hoping is shows like this – I'm not saying I will be that person. I will try to be that person, but I'm hoping that – we can expose each other's cultures through the show and learn about those sorts of things. And then some casual listener might go, you know what? Fish water sounds good. I've got, I've got a couple hours in the middle of the day. Let's do this. Yeah. You know, uh, why don't you spell it for people, please? Yeah, please. Cause I was going to embarrass myself when I Googled it later. Probably spell what fish water, fish water, F E E J O A D A. Okay, yeah, I definitely was going to spell that incorrectly, oh, yeah. so thank you. Yes, because, you know, just like everybody has their own spaghetti sauce from, you know, Italy, they're going to have their own feijoada recipes, oh, yeah. too. Oh, my every, gosh. Every I'm looking person at pictures of it right now, by the way. is going to make a different feijoada for you. That's perfect. Right. Yeah. Well, you put your own personal spin on it, right? Yeah. Much like it's any made chef. with love. Exactly. It's, it's cooking, I always think about this, but cooking is another art form. Very and I don't think people think about it often enough as art, but it is. You're pouring, you are pouring love and a bit of yourself into it when you make it. I, I love trying different food uh, for from all over. And the thing I love the most on traveling abroad is trying food. So That makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, three of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I like tasting. I like trying. I like different flavors even if i find it weird <laughs> i like to try to see yeah. for myself right hey you like getta can't be all bad i didn't even get into getta so congratulations uh, thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> took her to one of my favorite places downtown for that Ooh, where'd you go sugar and spice the oh, new one yes, down on the, sycamore oh, oh i haven't so been to the fun. new location but i do love sugar and spice the duck's yeah. place the yes duck the place. duck's place it's yeah. awesome i love that place <laughs> it's so colorful and i feel myself as in 1960s yes it's awesome yeah, Love it's a place. really very cool place. We have a lot of interesting stuff here, so we do. Oh, you do. Yeah. Well, oh. I'm. I, I this has been an eye-opening, incredible interview. Thank you for your time, Raquel. I really appreciate. <laughs> Thank it. And you. I wish you the best here in the states. If I'm sure I'll see more of you in the store in the future, but. Thank you again for spending the time with us. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Mark, it'll be interesting. I I would suggest you have her back after Halloween because they don't have Halloween in Brazil. Yeah, I'd be and curious. I plan on showing her a lot. Oh, I've never been in a Halloween. Oh, yeah. there's a few. Okay, I'll, I'll, I have a couple ideas after uh, the show, but I will. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I would love to talk to you about that. So okay. we'll come back anytime. Appreciate it. Thank You're you. welcome. Whoa, what an interview. Thank you so much, Raquel, for taking the time to tell us your story. Tell us about Brazil. I learned a ton. I learned, I know I've mentioned it now thrice on the show, but really trying to dive into a big old bowl of feijoada in the afternoon, not at night. I don't want nightmares. Another successful episode in the books, though, huh, everybody? Well, as always, thank you so much for sticking around. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you to all of you who've been writing those ratings and reviews for us. I love you for it. Maybe you love me back for asking. Maybe not for asking, but maybe just regular love me. We've got a lot of fun stuff on the horizon. I've been sitting down with our inter international team recently. I've been learning about produce, you name it. So it's all coming up on the show. So make sure that you're subscribed to the show. If you're already subscribed, thank you. 
Tell your friends about it. Tell them, like, oh, you know, I've been listening to this fun show. I'm learning a lot. The host is arguably funny at times. It's a great time. This is the type of thing that I want to see more of. And, of course, hit me up at podcast at junglegyms.com for more questions, requests, you name it, whatever. Let's just chat, okay? I want to be friends. You know, casual friends. Like, you know me. Like, you can tell people. You're like, yeah, I kind of know that guy. Okay, I just, like, send him an email every so often, but he totally wrote back once. That's like the level of commitment I'm I'm interested in currently. <laughs> Seriously, though, really appreciate all of you listening. Having a great time doing this. I'm so honored to be shepherding this content and this vision into the new world. So on that, I'll see you all out in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms Podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.